Well, welcome to this episode of Show About Nothing. That bass line is brought to you by Kyle's succulent mouth. Yeah, that that is a pretty obvious acronym that we have only settled on. We only discovered now because someone suggested it and became the immediate it? winner this week. Who, yes. who is our winner? Mark Valentine Mark. on on my uh, on my uh, Facebook. He messaged it to me, but for some reason he messaged it to me like two and a half weeks ago. Nice, and I have not been able to message him back. So, Mark. You sent like a dozen different names, and that one is definitely the best one. Yeah. So this is so, a show who, about nothing. So if we were to break ourselves down into the into the characters uh, from Seinfeld, the core four plus Newman, uh, who obviously Daniel's Newman, so we can get that out of the way. But um, so who's who's the Kramer of the group? That's Cliff. That sounds seems pretty obvious. Sure, I'm fine yeah. with that. Yeah, yeah, okay, nice. I'm I'm kind of in a lane. I'll you know. <laughs> I mean, I think everyone, and then you, and obviously Chase and Armin are uh, are Jerry and uh, George Costanza. Does that that make sense? Does that make sense to everybody? I I would definitely go on a wallet rant. Yeah, yeah. yeah you would. <laughs> I, I I I do feel like we're all a little bit of a George. Mm-hmm. Like, aren't aren't we all aren't just we all George? Just a yeah. little George. Like, aren't aren't we all just just a little too obsessed with? little details we shouldn't be obsessed with <laughs> upset by little details we shouldn't be upset yeah. by we're all we all have a little bit of george in us is what yeah. i'm trying um, to say um, dogs hello dogs good job dogs the dogs agreed that's, that's that's what that was yeah well um you guys we are uh mm. we are just days minutes seconds away, hours away from the crossfit games we are out. just thousands of seconds away at, from at thousands we're just a short tens of thousands of seconds yes. away from really from probably the millions games. of seconds. If Someone do the math. I don't know if it's millions of seconds, mm. but the CrossFit games are a week from now. And uh, the fact of the matter is we know very, very mm-hmm. little mm-hmm. about what is going to be happening yep. at the CrossFit games. Fitness. Some De- fitness. Definitely. Yes. Ideally. Um, but still holding out hopes that every event is deadlifts. That uh, <laughs> that is still. A I'm going to be disappointed by event two. I know exactly what's going to go on during the CrossFit Games: French onion dip, <laughs> fucking pizza. Oh yeah, fucking a bunch of carbs going into my mouth. The very same mouth that brought you that sweet baseline earlier. It's multifunctional. The succulent mouth. It's an in hole and an out hole. Uh, uh, <laughs> succulent. There we go. Yeah. We we get it right. We straight up have. Like no info. No, I, we, I know one event. Yeah. We know one event and, and like the team event, the first team event, which is no, basically no, we know two events. Then wait, don't we know individual event two? Yeah, but can you really trust them? I can't trust them. Can you really trust them? Yeah. I can't trust them. Yeah, because I agree. The thirty muscle ups is that the one we're talking about? Yeah. That'll be paired with something else. So, right? so here's here's what we know. Wait, uh-huh. best. What mm. we know is Dave Castro considers the day one of the 2018 CrossFit Games to be the hardest day one he's ever written. And we know that yep. the first event mm-hmm. for the individuals is going to begin with uh, a bike. It's going to mm-hmm. have an actual real-life road bike. Yes. Yep. We know that the second event is 30 muscle-ups for time, but we have no idea what variations or little caveats will be there. It's, it's highly unlikely that it's going to be like an event, rest a few hours, and then 30 muscle-ups for time, mm-hmm. more, much more likely that that event is going to be folded into a series of things. I say it's inverted muscle-ups for time. That's <laughs> my thing. Hanging upside down. That's right. He never specified. And then specified. you must muscle yourself up into a ring handstand position. That's how they overcome mm. the poor it's judging It's a muscle-up, but you have to go into the upside-down every Yes. Every <clears throat> mm-hmm. yes. Um, and we also know, we know that the... Team event one is bike erg and deadlifts, mm-hmm. but the four person fat bar deadlifts. Oh, there is a no fat bar. Yeah, I think it, I think they're all axle. Yeah, that four person bar is an axle bar. Ooh, it yeah. is the bar of the Cyclops. I imagine the Cyclops in uh, you know Seventh Voyage of Sinbad being that's his size. I think yes, mm-hmm. so you fit his massive knuckles underneath <laughs> it. In the yes, space, uh, it is. It is a it is a giant four person bar. They're doing eight hundred something pound deadlifts. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean that that workout I'm kind of whatever about. It's gonna be so boring to watch. Yeah, it's gonna be super boring to watch. And also, um, they literally did a bike deadlift combo at mm-hmm. regionals. Like, 
yo. I think I think it's because it's a crippler. Maybe he just like, wants to start the weekend off with yeah, like a punch to the dick. Yeah. Um, and then we know that there's going to be an obstacle course. Yep. And we know that one of the team team event two, I think it's team event two that he just posted. It was a picture of like a bunch of weights. Cool. So we know literally nothing. I, I, don't, I mean, I don't know if you can tell. <laughs> well, by, that's not by literally nothing. That was several things. We yeah, know weights. very, very weights. little. Yeah, yeah. I know that it's in Madison. So there's going to be, so the ring muscle-ups okay, will be ring muscle-ups, short period of rest, and then some sort of big strength movement of some sort. Uh, the very classic, you classic so? CrossFit. Maybe. Classic CrossFit. Perhaps. Three events on the first day? Yeah. I think Maybe. the individuals will also have to deadlift that four-person bar. Very difficult to balance from the middle there. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I wouldn't. I would not put it past anybody to mm. to just program eight hundred pound deadlifts in a CrossFit workout. That would be sweet. I mean, they deadlift two twenty five enough times. They should be able to deadlift eight hundred by Scientific now. Scientifically checks out. Um, I also think that we are probably going to see, like I said earlier, we're going to see like a series of events because mm-hmm. the last time we saw the obstacle course was last year, but before that was Pendleton, and it was immediately following the very first triathlon that they did at mm-hmm. the games, which was Pendleton 1 and 2, and mm-hmm. that was an event that had multiple scored segments over one long event. Mm-hmm. So I, I would, I think it would be really cool to see him do something that involved like a very long event mm-hmm. that had you know, 30 muscle-ups for time built into it. So for example, if they're doing like a, a triathlon, but the swim is its own time, the 30 muscle-ups for time is its own time, the bike and is its own time. Wonder Max deadlift is its own score. The run is its own time. One more thing at the end is mm. its own time. And then all like six of those things together, the full thing at the very end is your full time. Mm. I think that would be pretty cool to see. Yeah. But the f- I mean, much more likely we're going to see like, you're going to bike two miles up this hill as fast as you can. And then you're going to get three and a half hours to rest before doing 30 muscle ups for time mm-hmm. into some deadlifts. <laughs> so it's a spectator event. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> as you can say, as you can see, it's very, very much a spectator event. But yeah, I think uh, I, I'm going to be there. Chase is going to be there. Sweet. Uh, we are we are uh, alternates on CrossFit Mayhem. Nice. Mm, no. So, <laughs> no, we're not. Um, <laughs> definitely. If not. Lindy Barber and uh, and Tasia get get hurt, we cannot fill their they shoes. They will. They will you call can us. Fill in. their sports bras. Yeah. Maybe I don't even know yeah. about that to be honest. Yeah. Probably, yeah. We can we can definitely jump in um, and and bring well, you the guys team have down. Great titties, that's fine. Nice, nice. Titties. That's a good. I do look at them every now and then. Let's <laughs> be honest. Quote. I mean, every I now and then, you're like, looking what at your would I be tits. like if I had breasts and just a different body, maybe a lady's body, and then it awakens something within me. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> I don't. I don't know where we're trying to go, but I don't want to go there. Uh, I, I don't know do if anybody's you? met. Why are you afraid co-host? to go there? Are you Kylie afraid Bogart. what you might find? What was it? Kylie Bogart. Kylie Bogart. That's mm-hmm. right. <laughs> As I put my arm around Daniel. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I was like, "What's going on with that?" Uh, we have all we have all stared into a mirror and thought we'd be butt ugly chicks. <laughs> oh no! I've never thought I'd be a butt u- ugly chick. I thought I'd be a really good-looking chick. I thought I'd be a really good-looking chick once, too. Yep. And then I grew my hair out into a man bun, and I was like, uh-uh, <laughs> nope. See, now opposite, I know. Opposite. It was just confirmation. Now I know I'm for a fact. very thick. Uh, this is not going to work. Yep. And up top, two bee stings. <laughs> <laughs> I'd fuck me. <laughs> <laughs> I'd fuck me so hard. I'd fuck the shit out of me. <laughs> yeah. That's right. That's uh, that's a good point. Yes. Yeah, so <laughs> now now that we're less than a week, do we have any like picks for our top <laughs> men, women, and teams? <laughs> Are you pivot. broken? I, I'm sorry. I'm just, uh, Katie just walked by and she had this look on her face <laughs> because <laughs> Buffalo Bill creeps her out. <laughs> <laughs> Buffalo Bill really creeps her out. So. Uh, <laughs> She doesn't like it when I do the, I'd fuck the shit out of me. <laughs> well, of it's one. because you're also doing the mangina at that point. Yeah. It's, yeah. You have the robe. You've got a whole thing it's going strange. on. It's strange. My she, wife isn't a fan of me tucking back. <laughs> well, she w- it, she would be more of but why do you have to do it every time you get out of the shower? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was funny the first dozen or so times, but it's been three years. So I well, asked and Chase. And there was that weird thing when you like locked your wife.
life in a well and then kept like <laughs> yeah that's a yeah, whole that's just basketing we, down lotion elaborate couples costume i uh I asked Chase this once a long time ago, and I guess I will now present this would you rather to you guys. Mm. Would you rather have the average games athlete's capacity okay, or know what every games athlete's butt looks like? Well, that's uh, that's a pretty easy question. I, yeah. I don't know if that's as easy as a question to as which, you think. To which one you'd rather have? Correct. As someone who's never even tasted like moderate amounts of fitness, I'm definitely going for <laughs> yeah. the average game athlete's capacity. Because, you know, I would like to just fucking touch that for a minute and just experience what it's like to be I a guess fit that, lady. I, I guess that's not as hard of a question. Yeah, it's, no. it's no. not difficult. Like, no. Why is that so tough yeah. for me? I can, the internet's full of butts for me to see. Yeah. I was say, like, I don't need, I don't need more butts. Like, there's, there's a, there's so many butts. I mean, it's not the girls' butts. We've basically all seen the girls' butts. Mm-hmm. Talking about the butts. Dude butts. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. He he makes a good point. <laughs> I switch. Um, anyway. Second time during this podcast, something has been awakened inside of Kyle. That's right. You mean Kylie? Kyle. Uh, so. You're talking about picks? Well, last time we gave our picks out, last time I gave my picks out, that guy won. So I'm keeping my picks this year, and I will be filling out my Reebok Pick'em this weekend. In privacy. In private. Mm. Because Mm -hmm. maybe I can win something this year. No, I just haven't really thought about it. Win a bunch of Whole Foods. I'm putting Fakowski for number one again, for sure. Mm. Because I just want... You just want to make sure you don't get those points. (laughs) I just want to make sure I... I, No one's going to get all those... all all, What is it? 25 All 25 spots right. I know a really good place to start. Yeah, Matt Fraser to, to win. To start with <laughs> that, that, that ti- those titanium rods in his spine have to pop at some point. There, they uh, can't hold forever. Nature did not. They're, they're made out of adamantium. Yes. There's mm. no way they're they're doing anything. Just little do we know that the 2018 CrossFit Games is 15 wonder at max deadlifts. <laughs> 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 I have I have no doubts he'd be fine. Uh, he'd just find like, a way. He would like he'd probably rip everything out, but he would win. No no doubt. Dope. Yeah. So I, I bring this up because every year me and my buddies from West Virginia do a snake draft, like fantasy on our own, where we pick two males, two females. I thought you were going to just teams. pick the best snakes. <laughs> <laughs> we, well, we, we do got that. Copperhead. We got Viper. We do that, but that's in February. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, I take that back. It's three males, three females, uh-huh. and two teams. Nice. And I don't. I don't feel. I don't feel good about my picks. <laughs> oh, jeez. Who did you? I, how many of you are there? First of all, so there's five of us. Okay, mm-hmm. because this is very similar to the the system that I was using for a long time. I had a bunch of Google Sheets set up, and my buddies and I would make these leagues. We would mm. do like ten people. We except we would do five individuals on each side and uh, and three teams. God, yeah. fucking nerd. <laughs> well, it's you know. And then I would I would put in you all know, the scores. It's You're exciting. Right. I mean, You're at one wrong. point, it did lead to him getting paid for this. So, this is true. Correctly. So I, I, fe- I feel nice. really confident on the female side of things. Yeah. I have Tia Claire Toomey. Nice. That's a good pick. That's a very good pick. Annie Thor's daughter. That's nice. also a good mm-hmm. pick. That's and a Camille LeBlanc. That's, that's, that's a risky-ass pick. That's a risky pick. Send it. Yeah. 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 I, yeah. I don't know if that one's going to pay off for you there, bud. but But on the guy's side. Oh, no. <laughs> Noah Olsen. That's a good ah, pick. Okay. Wait, is okay. number one you have as a pick? That's, that was, not, that's, uh, oh, so this like, is not. Oh, right. It's it's just, like, yeah, I don't understand how these things work. I'm it's a draft, so yeah. like certain people weren't available. To gotcha. Me. Uh, Tim Paulson. Nice. James you, Newberry. You may have nice. let. Oh, James Newberry is going to deliver for you, but you may have let friendship cloud your judgment with Tim Paulson. Who else was the, available? Yes, <laughs> nothing. <laughs> There's nothing. I looked. I, I mean, was like Rasmus. No. Oh man. No. 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 Yeah. That was. Uh, Roman, listen, he's not going to make it. <laughs> no, yeah, uh, that's a good thing. That I, I think two of your three men are going to be fine. James mm-hmm. Newberry is is always a dark horse because the more outdoorsy athletic events are, the better he's going to do mm-hmm. because that's what he does. He's and the worst, athlete. and the worst Camille LeBlanc Pazine is going to do. Correct. Mm-hmm. So that's so you. It's like they're going to get on that bike in five minutes in. Sacre bleu! Yeah, that's uh, that is an actual quote, by the way. Let's just go ahead and remember when in this show that happened. We're gonna come back after the games. 
Sacre bleu. <laughs> That's fantastic. Uh, uh, and, my, and my two teams are Invictus X, which is Sam Dancer and Jen Dancer. Oh, shit. Wesley mm. and somebody else that I can't think of off the top of my head. <laughs> and uh, Don't Stop. Because they're the you only ones left. They're the only ones left. Wait, your other buddies didn't help? Didn't p- Who did they pick? Uh, like the traditional, like m- both the Mayhems, OC3, uh, fucking what is Vancouver, Back Bay. Like uh, all the names are like perennial. Fair enough. Up there. but Not that that means anything, but fair enough. I yeah. don't know if I would have picked uh, I Mayhem think, number two, though. No. Tim's not going to deliver. Tim? Is that his name? I thought it was West. Ted. It's Ted, Ted. isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> there's a there's Samsonite. A, there's a dude. There's a dude on one of the the Mayhem teams that no one has ever heard of. He yeah. had to like come in at the last second as a, a backup and uh, help them qualify for the game. So he's obviously not terrible at CrossFit, mm-hmm. but uh, his name is Ted. Mm. And the the joke is hashtag Who is Ted? And and mm. even Rich has been getting in on it, like featuring. Who is Ted on his Instagram? He'll be like, "All right, I'm gonna go over what one of the workouts we did today is," and he like goes over it and he's like, "All right, uh, swipe right for Ted's interpretation." And Ted's like <laughs> awkwardly standing at the <laughs> and then we did. Um, people are gonna watch this. They're like deadlifts, and it's like, who is this kid? Like, where did they find this child from? Mm-hmm. This fit it's child. A, it's like a direct to DVD, uh, like Walmart movie or whatever. Yeah. It's like, like, little did he know he was going to end up on Team Mayhem. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was thinking more like, uh, you know, like sometimes there's contract disputes af- <laughs> after season three of a very popular yeah. show. And then you come back for season four and an actor's been replaced yes. and no one no one says yeah, anything. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's what that's what I was. No, thinking he's more. Uh, he's the dude from a new girl. Uh, who, oh, right. Swapping in and out. Yes, Coach. Yes, yes. Coach. Oh, Coach. Winston. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I was going for more of a um, what was the uh, name of the movie where the guy who Harry looks Potter. exactly like the president, but then the president's in a coma and it's oh Dave Dave yes yeah Dave Dave's a good movie it mm. is a good movie yeah never heard of her uh, Kevin Klein mm. I like Kevin Klein mm-hmm. yeah he plays the president and a guy who looks like the president <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> must have been really tough to yeah, cast yeah. someone who could look like himself yes mm-hmm. that's tra- that's a that's a very powerful you shitting on Kevin job. Klein I'm walking out of this right now <laughs> <laughs> that man is a fucking national treasure he is pretty incredible uh, he was. Uh, I'm trying to think of other movies he's been in. Like French the, Kiss, where was, he has a mustache, and he's like, Suck yeah, Blue! Was he... Well, yeah, no, he wasn't... The, no, that's Bill Pullman. Uh, no. Jesus. On, the, one, <laughs> the one you're looking no, for is I, a fish called Wanda. I know who yes. I know who Kevin Klein is. I can picture him, but for some reason, I keep thinking of the dad from Casper. Oh, Bill Pullman. Yeah, which yeah. is Bill Pullman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Huh. But that's not... Kevin Klein is a different actor. The daughter a different is all person. from Casper, also... Not Kevin Klein. That's Christina Ricci. <laughs> and Kevin Klein was the the CGI baby ghost. Oh. <laughs> no wonder I keep thinking it. about it. But Kevin Klein uh, has uh, delivered the greatest performance of any actor in any movie ever, which is his performance in A Fish Called Wanda, mm-hmm. still unrivaled to this day. Didn't he? I think he won an Oscar for that, didn't he? he? he was uh, at least maybe. Nominated. At least nominated, yeah. Mm-hmm. Wait, but what? Hold on a second. I'd Fish. like to continue talking about fitness, but you can't say the greatest performance by any actor of all time yes. and then not explain that. Because it is a comedic performance that is so bold and weird and nuanced and perfect all at the same time. It ranks among the very best performances uh, uh, of of all time. Could you give me like a like a you, you don't have to rank me uh-huh. like a top five, but yeah, give yeah. me like the rest of the the top five ish. Uh, so I know see. what what this is. Maybe I can get some perspective. We've got I feel uh, like I've never seen Jack this movie. Nicholson in The Shining. We got that. Mm-hmm. We've got uh, we've got Daniel Day Lewis in There Will Be Blood. That's another one. Mm-hmm. Um, we've got probably I'm going to sneak in Kevin Klein right there. Um, then we got uh, what else do we got? We got um, uh, we got. Uh, we got James Cagney in Public Enemy. I'm just gonna go super yeah, old yeah. on that mm-hmm. one, and then I'm gonna round it out. I'm gonna say Jeff Bridges in uh, in um, in uh, The Big Lebowski. I mean, yeah, they just shit. They were like, "Hey, Jeff, we're gonna film you for a few days. Like, play around with this." Yeah, yeah. it's really good. <laughs> cool. <laughs> yeah. Cliff, do you agree with this? 
Yes, I agree with all those picks. All five of those? Fact, you don't odd, have any... Oddly enough, and I think I know why, I was about to throw in the joke of uh, James Cagney there, <laughs> yes. but uh, Kyle came in with Cliff that early. Cliff is all linked together. We're all linked mm-hmm. together mm-hmm. in the same mm-hmm. thought bubble on this. Because we both just saw The Shining last night, so yeah. that's why he said Jack Nicholson The Shining. And also, it uh, was an interview with uh, Steven Spielberg, where mm-hmm. Steven Spielberg was uh, uh, talking to Stanley Kubrick after having seen The Shining, and Steven Spielberg was kind of like, eh, didn't really like it so much. And then uh, Kubrick asked him, well, what do you think of uh, Jack Nicholson's performance? He says, eh, it was a good kabuki performance, but not really a good performance. And then Kubrick asked him to, right off the top of your head, list your five favorite actors. And Spielberg went, okay, named, you know, James Stewart and several other people off the top of his head. Then Kubrick got him with a gotcha. Aha, you didn't say James Cagney. It's like, well, James Cagney's a good actor. It's like, but you didn't list him as your top five. You see, that's why you don't like Jack Nicholson's performance in The Shining. (laughs) I don't. That's uh, that sounds like something I would I would be. I would I would be blown away by if I understood any any of what you're talking about. Watching that float over to Armin yeah. and then just the. Uh, yeah. I, I suppose minimally it requires having seen a James Cagney. <laughs> yeah, I think it might because I feel like you just like you're like check this out. You like took your like gun of knowledge and you just loaded all mm-hmm. that ammo in it. And you pointed at me and like right into my yes. face and. I got nothing out of that, man. I think that what what underlies Hmm. that is the idea that a lot of people value a kind of soul and humanity and subtlety in their performances, which is is great. But then there's a kind of uh, performance that's all about... uh, energy and being able to sell an idea very acutely and sharply and still make it work and be grounded in the movie that surrounds it. I mean, a more contemporary example being uh, There Will Be Blood, obviously, is a very like arch, high performance, and yet it still feels grounded. And that is something that James Cagney was fantastic at. He played these over-the-top, cartoonish-level gangster characters, but kept them grounded in the world around, so he felt like he was still meshing and existing in the same movie with uh, those other people. I mean, Jack Nicholson in The Shining. Yeah, being and, he, and he's the first first good look at the crazy eyes, you know, the downward looking up, you know, yeah. with the good, uh, head tilted down, looking up with crazy eyes, with murderous intent. That's, your, that's James Cagney. Your yeah. list had no... De Niro, no. Yeah, uh, yeah De, Niro's, Pacino. De Niro's not a very good actor. Oh, no. Pacino's Pacino, pretty good. Pacino, Pacino is great. Pacino could definitely make that list. Yeah. I think if I reevaluated, I could probably pull one Pacino performance in there. Mm-hmm. Um, Heat, yeah. why not? Yeah, really guys, but what about Will Smith? Will Smith has given some good performances. Yeah. What about Jim Carrey? Because I feel like what you're describing Ooh, is, that's a, actually, is, is a very good, good, that's a very good, good point. Actually, Jim no, I will say this. I will. I, I would put among my favorite film performances of all time is Jim Carrey in uh, Ace Ventura 2, When Nature Calls. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, I, that is a serious statement. That is a like I I like there are no actors who could do what he did. That is a vastly underrated film. I think that is is eventually is becoming appreciated more and more as time goes on. I think there is a handful of comedic actors who have put together some really impressive, uh, uh, really impressive performances, like Jim Carrey being one of them. Mm-hmm. Robin Williams. Oh yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, fuck. Who else was I just thinking about? Um, Adam Sandler, Naked Gun. Mm-hmm. Adam Sandler's had a couple. Leslie Nielsen. There we go. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Cash plus. The no, guy no. from Naked Gun. O.J. Simpson. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, he pretended to not be a murderer for a long yeah. time. Hands down, the best actor <laughs> of the century. Uh, to bring this back to to fitness, <laughs> he didn't do it though. Uh, I mean, O.J. Simpson was very fit at one point. He was. It's true, dude. He was hella fit. He was very, very fucking fit. And that's what we all remember him for. Yes. That's right. Um, if you guys were going to put together a CrossFit Games workout, mm-hmm. what the fuck would it be? Chase, you're probably the one who can come up with something faster than the other guys can. Mm-hmm. Bullshit. <laughs> 455 pound deadlifts by three. Then what you're going to do is... You're gonna uh, then there's high box jumps, box jump overs. Uh, so there's that element in there as well. That's you're gonna do about 25 of those per round, and then from there, from the box jump overs, you're going to do um, back extensions on a GHD, and then from there, one armed dumbbell snatches, all in one thing. Rep scheme is this: three, ten, twenty-five. 
for seven rounds. That's a fast workout. I like how you said it just like Dave Castro. With like the the most complicated pause the way possible. Is that a workout that you did earlier? Or no, something? no, I'm just making shit up in a just the free associated so way. So deadlifts, <laughs> box jumps, back extensions, and dumbbell snatch. One arm dumbbell four, snatches. Four of them. So they're like 120 pounds. Yes. Oh yeah. Wow. Squat snatches. Oh shit. You mm-hmm. gotta you gotta you gotta have that fitness. So prepared for the unknown and the unknowable. Cliff, what would you, what would yours be? Mine would be sandbag ground to overheads, two hundred pounds. Ground to overhead. <laughs> <laughs> two hundred pound ground overhead. Two hundred pound sand. The judging bags. standards are going to be very easy to enforce on that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, four, four of those is good. Uh, then, oh no, sorry, ground to overhead. Then overhead carry the two hundred pound sandbag to the other end of the stadium. Uh, at which point you have an axle bar. One round of DT. Damn. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. With just the 155, just the 155, but uh, the grip is so hard on DT there, people are not going to be able to hold on to that bar. Then pick up ground overhead that sandbag again, overhead carry back to the other end of the stadium. Overhead carry the 200 pounds? Overhead carry. <laughs> that would be very difficult. <laughs> overhead carry. If you can pick up a 200-pound barbell, you can pick up a 200-pound sandbag. I don't see the difference. And uh, you're dodging wrenches the entire time. That's right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Ooh, don't forget. Uh, there are hurdles in the middle, obviously. Of course. But uh, uh, the uh, And then at the other end, we have... The hurdles being the broken bodies of the previous yes. athletes mm-hmm, who tried mm-hmm. to do this. Then I'm going to say a 28-foot rope climb with... No, uh, no pads in the bottom, but you can put your sandbag down at the base of the rope. So if you need to come down hard, you can land on that, and you're all good. That's okay. So mm-hmm. it's it's four ground to overhead with the bag. Mm-hmm. Carry the bag across. Two hundred pounds. Yep. One round of DT with an axle bar. Uh huh. Carry the bag across overhead. Yep. And then one big rope climb. Um. No, I think we need multiple rounds of this. Yeah. I don't think oh, we just do one. I was like, this is this is like a there. final event. This is like CrossFit Games final event style mm-hmm. workout. It's like a race to the finish to see who can touch the thing at I, the top. I could see it as a sprint, but I like to I like to create a lot of maximum DOMS possible for the uh, for the athletes. Maximum delayed mm-hmm. onset muscle. Might I suggest just doing what they did last year, which was have a workout with ninety thrusters at one thirty five, and then the next morning do a workout with like. 75 overhead squats at 155 yeah that'll mm-hmm. probably do it in yeah. terms of doms i did a bunch of kettlebell thrusters a week and a half ago and my legs still hurt mm. they hurt they hurt in a way that i haven't felt hurt in a long time mm-hmm. they hurt so much that i'm pronouncing my t's mm-hmm. hurt hurt <laughs> <laughs> I did some 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 toes to bar on Saturday, and I still can't sit up very well. <laughs> <laughs> and I didn't do that many of them. Daniel, do you have a CrossFit Games workout? You know, you know, I do, I do. Uh, so, all right, you so have a great new haircut. Oh, hey, thanks. It's a fresh do. Uh, you know, it's it's working out. I'm, I like it. Um, all right, so there's gonna be a box, right? And on top of that box will be Walter Simonson's Thor run. So first, you're gonna read that. <laughs> then, <laughs> then this is what you're gonna do you're gonna go from there then you're gonna listen to the new death heaven album yeah. written essay uh talking about uh mm-hmm. the progression of their sound from Rhodes to judah yes. all the way through now yes and uh whether that is a good or bad thing yes. uh and you're gonna round that out with a pub trivia night uh wow. high score wins can we just say you said a phrase in there that i want to i want to pick up all the way through now Great name for a greatest hits album. Oh, all the way through now. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. great mm-hmm. fucking name for a greatest hits album. Yes, that's yes. a that's a very that's a very cerebral. What, uh, what's the trivia? Really night? Test. What's the topic? What's the topic of the trivia? Is it movies? Is it music? Is it pop culture? Oh, no, no, it's, a, it's a general pub trivia. Night. Oh so shit! Gonna, so what we got is like You're a, not even going to give them like any sort of th- no, no. So it's, it's, so it's an eight round pub trivia night. Uh, probably geeks who drink kind of style. Where rounds, as I say, two and eight could be for double points. We might throw another one in there. They'll have a joker that they wow. can use to like double their points, you know, whatever. Uh, first round will be generally pretty easy, you know, kind of a, they're usually kind of a word association thing. Uh, there'll be two audio rounds. Uh, so, uh, you know, round two and about round seven will be like audio rounds uh, with you. Know, two will be music. Uh, seven will probably be uh, excerpts from TV and movies. 
wow. uh, along a certain topic. The rest of them will just be you know, fairly specific topics as we move along until round eight, which will be a general knowledge round, uh, you know, just to kind of round it all out. I'm definitely looking forward to round five. The peen is mightier. <laughs> Chase. All right. So I've had some time to think You've about this. You've had some time to think about this because I think I was wrong. I think you're the one who needed the most time. I went, I went through five iterations of, of what games finale I thought would be best. Oh, finale. Okay. <clears throat> I just ran my face into my mic. <laughs> so, so, so this is what I've arrived, to, arrived on. All right. It's going to start. You got to think of it like the regional mm. lanes, right? Yeah. Uh, start out 40 cal on the assault bike for the men. I'm just going to do the men's. Screw, no, That's no how Dave Casper programs it too. Don't so worry about the women's. <laughs> so 40 cal straight, straight into 10 legless rope climbs. And then you're going down the lane this entire time. Then you're doing 30 power snatches at... 135. I'm just kidding. At 95 pounds. Mm-hmm. And then you got 50. Let me see if I'm doing the right math right. No, let's do 100 dubs, 20 snatches. Oh, okay. Are you, are you following? Yeah, yeah. 20 snatches. And then what would be the next, like, one third of that? 60 doubles? Okay, now I'm really confused. What, what are you talking about? So you did 40, you did 40 cal assault bike, 40 cal, 10. 10 rope climbs, legless. Legless rope climbs. And then 30, 30 snatches. 100, 20. We'll do go back to 100, 10. And that's 100, how you why not? Let's do 100, why not? No, no, because it's like yeah. a sprint. Okay, okay. This is a sprint? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> My God, fitness fitness has really escalated since okay. I last checked. So 40, 40 cal salt bike, 10 legless rope climbs, 100 dubs, 30 snatches, 100 dubs, 20 snatches. 100 dubs, 10 snatches, sprint across the finish. Okay. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> that's fucking, that's pretty cool. I just thought about like the worst thing I'd ever want to see come up ever. Well, uh, is that the worst thing you want to see come ever? Or is it handstand walks over obstacles? No, nah, I, I mean, I'd rather, I'd rather do handstand walks over obstacles because <laughs> at least that doesn't hurt that bad. Yeah. <laughs> like no, you just no. don't do it. Oh, wait, here's, all right, here's an idea for a games thing. Okay, so. Uh, it starts out 45 hang uh, power cleans. 45 hang power cleans, then 45 uh, toes to bars. So your grip shot immediately followed by a wide grip like uh, like gas can uh, uh, fireman's carry for distance across the line. So you sh- you just destroy someone's grip, <laughs> no, and no. then you force them to fireman's carry for a great distance. Better, better idea. Yeah. You swim 50 yes. meters. You do the same thing that you just talked about yes. with the toe to bar and the hand power cleans, <laughs> and then you ask them the max snatch. Oh, there, there's still, still no wet chalk. grips, <laughs> grip shot, no, no chalk, and someone's hosing them down while they're doing the it entire too. time yeah. <laughs> with canola oil. <laughs> and the winner of the 2018 CrossFit Games is Matt Fraser with a 205 pound snatch. <laughs> <laughs> And they're like, oh, uh, or sorry, did we say winner? We meant the sole survivor of the 2018 <laughs> CrossFit Games. That's pretty cool. He's the only one who could continue moving on with the dealing with the blood loss. Palms <laughs> <laughs> torn asunder torn in the in the middle bleeding of bleeding head uh, trauma. At what stage would you get your hands torn? At, at any stage, really. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think I, w- I would like to see sort of what I described earlier, a very, very long event that has a bunch of different pieces mixed into it um you know like that's broken up in a way that generally makes sense uh you know like a triathlon but after each segment you have to do something like they did in i i have pendleton one and two on my mind because we talked about it i talked about it earlier this morning uh when i was talking about the o course thing but um they did something really really devious with pendleton one and two which was they had the the Pendleton one ended not after the bike was over, but about a hundred or 150 yards into the run. And the only water station that they had was at the start of the run. So if you wanted water, you had to extend, you had to like eat your time for Pendleton one. That's pretty fucked up. And if you wanted a good time, you had to sprint 
past the water, the only <laughs> water you were provided in order to get to the finish line for Pendleton one. Mm. And, uh, and that's, that's like a, that's mm. like a pretty fucked up way of, of, of organizing that yeah, of yeah. like like purposefully putting them in a position to make like a choice between almost dying or yeah. points yeah, yeah. um points, but man i'm 100 percent in with doing more things like that word 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 okay here's an idea olympic size swimming pool at one end the end opposite where everyone starts at the bottom of each lane they've put on the base of the bottom of the pool a knife or a good pair of scissors then on the other end uh, end of the Olympic size swimming pool, everyone uh, jumps into the water with a uh, with a, with a, with, no, with a hundred pound kettlebell hundred pound kettlebell jumps into the water. But there's a uh, piece of twine tied to the t- kettlebell that's also tied firmly around the base of their genitals. <laughs> so they have to jump into the water and they're underwater and they are they are they're not coming up with that hundred pound kettlebell. Because it's tied to their balls. What are so they, they got to work their way to the other end of the pool to make it to that knife to cut that twine if they want to come up. Tell me, tell me two things. Tell me two things. What, what do you scale the weight to for the women? And how do you attach it? Obviously, breast. You tie it to their little balls. Yes, to their tiny balls. To the lady balls. To the little lady balls. Listen, I've never got. seen female genitalia. Ooh, no, here, but here, <laughs> no, here, here is the additional uh, trick for women there. For women, it is actually a uh, kegel hold. So the dynamics, <laughs> the dynamics are different there. Because women can, you know, bail out at any time, but then it's an automatic DNF there. It's so. true. To be, uh, t- it's very interesting you should bring up the idea of tying someone to a kettlebell and throwing mm-hmm. them into a pool, uh-huh. because... China. In, I'm just guessing. <laughs> no, uh, the Handmaid's Tale. Uh. Uh, there's some characters. There are two characters that are that are executed, and that's how they're executed. They're, oh. there's, mm-hmm. they're tied to a kettlebell and thrown into a pool. Is a it kettlebell? a kettlebell? It is an actual ke- like a kettlebell kettlebell. Oh. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, so that's spooky. The, so they still have kettlebells in the Handmaid's Tale days? Of course. Yeah. Okay. It, if you've seen the show, it's set in the it, it's 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 set the day after tomorrow. Oh, okay. Uh-huh. Um, it's one of those sorts of things. All I can think about do you guys follow David Goggins on yes. Instagram? Goggins would do that yeah. shit yeah. for yeah. sure. <laughs> Nail it. The, the Navy SEAL guy, right? Yeah, yeah. The, I remember there, is there's crazy. a video on his page right now of him being like, This is the test that almost kept me out of the out of what completing the SEALs training. Yeah, do you he, describe he zip, it? He's zip tied with this hands behind his back mm-hmm. his ankles are zip tied together mm-hmm. and then he just jumps into the water yeah. and that's how the video ends so you just take you're like dude, this dude, the last he one literally, he <laughs> who literally, posted this he's like sitting on a it's like it's not a dock but it's basically like it's, a it's dock basically a dock and he has uh-huh. his hands and his feet zip tied to uh-huh. one another and he basically tells this long story about how like mentally this was the thing that almost kept him out of the seals and this and that and he's like my point is, if you want to get it, get it. And he just like, <laughs> he like quadriplegically drops himself <laughs> into the water and then like wiggles his way seven out feet. Of, out of frame. <laughs> and you're like, what the fuck? And he's swimming so slow, obviously, because his hands and feet are tied to one another. And he like, he like will go under for a second and come back up and be like, <gasps> Just keep like dolphin kicking his way through. Uh-huh. And I swear, I have no idea whether or not he swam like a great distance, but my guess is he swam at least a mile like that. <laughs> <laughs> at least a mile. That's that's what made the video so creepy for uh. me. Is there's no context. No, none, none context. I know the exact video you're talking about because I don't even look, I don't watch Goggins' videos, but that video I fucking watched because I was like, oh, he's trying to make a point. Like you can see the... Ah, he's trying to drown himself. You can see the thumbnail. <laughs> weird platform the premiered on <laughs> just pops it up and he's like you know mark twain said start every day by swallowing a toad do something that scares you and he just throws himself into the water and nearly drowns before his morning comes. It, it was wild <laughs> i'd love to see some underwater carry stuff yeah like olympic size pool 
there's a 70 pound dumbbell. Yeah. You have to carry it from one side Oof, to the other. Yeah, I just feel like the, the liability on that is just would be outrageous. Yeah, listen, someone might die, but we're talking about finding the fittest <laughs> on true. earth. It's like if they die, they were clearly not the fittest. I mean, just because it's like you even take the fitness component out of it, and it's just like you get a swimming pool, and you're like, hey, everybody, breath holding contest. Winner gets $200,000. <laughs> that alone <laughs> is killing somebody. You know, and then uh, do not to mention all the rest of the shit. So what they should do. Okay. No, but for, for real, though, what they should do uh, is they should make the games once every four years, like the Olympics. <laughs> yes. Right. I'm starting to agree with you already. I'm and they tired. should they should tie it in to Greg Glassman's anti Coca-Cola, anti sugar <laughs> <laughs> campaign mm-hmm. and have an event. That is consume as much Coca Cola between <laughs> this this version of the games and the one four years from now. A race to diabetes. A race to diabetes, or, and back. No, yes, that's ooh. the no, test. It's a, it, no, it's a it's an eight year journey. You have to race to diabetes. You you get checked in, or maybe it's two two years to diabetes. So you can make diabetes in two years. Yeah. So we're in so order in order to meet the checkpoint in the middle. You actually in two years. So yeah, yeah, at the at the two at the two year mark, you actually need a doctor's clinical diagnosis of type two diabetes. It's like a buoy you have to swim making. around. Uh-huh. <laughs> there's like uh, there's like uh, today an on back. the on the CrossFit Games update show, we are here with <laughs> Matt <laughs> Fraser, and he's like. <laughs> <sighs> he's like 380 pounds walks in and uh and the they're like and uh have you heard from your doctor are you are you cleared have you have you heard hit the first hurdle and his doctor walks in he's definitely got diabetes <laughs> matt's like <laughs> puking on the side i'm fucking ready to i'm gonna totally get undiabetic as fast as i can now guys but first give me a coke <laughs> I need my blood sugar <laughs> so low. Literally like a point zero one success rate of people actually making the journey back. It, it would be curious to see, well, yeah, what percentage of the CrossFit Games athletes tasting good food like Popeyes for the first time in their uh, in their lives would Popeyes even after. I love that that's just <laughs> Popeyes is great food, guys. Uh-huh, exactly. And I am an unbiased third unbiased party. source. <laughs> <laughs> you can uh, trust my my intake. My take on that. But, but, but the throne is yeah. built of Popeyes. But clearly because there are many people who realize, okay, I eat a bunch of crap and I've gotten type 2 diabetes. Yeah. Going out yeah. strong. What <laughs> <laughs> uh, percentage of game athletes tasting this kind of food for the first time would conclude at the midpoint. It's like, eh, yeah, I'm not going to live too much longer, but this is, uh, this is the way to go. I think right. I'm going to fl- flame like, out hard. This here. isn't so bad. Uh-huh. I, I mean, I imagine some of them would get really strong in the meantime. Oh yeah, they'd be set, they ate hey, setting new powerlifting records the whole time there. That'd be uh-huh. So legit. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So I think uh, I think with the games just a week away, who who knows? Who fucking knows? Like Dave Castro knows. A handful of people in Madison know, but who fucking knows what we're gonna see? Chances are, it's gonna be a lot of very small evolutionary steps. In the programming, it's going to be similar to what we've seen. Some things are slightly heavier. There's some more of some other stuff, but generally it's going to be similar stuff. But wouldn't it be so fucking cool if we just threw the playbook out the window? Yes. Wouldn't it be just really fucking radical if there was something completely unexpected, not something like, oh, we did biking and deadlifts in regionals. Let's do biking and deadlifts again in the games. Even as big CrossFit fans, don't we all have that experience of like really looking forward to the games, kind of like a present that it has yet to be unwrapped? You know, we're like, ah, oh. and then when they finally announce a couple, like a couple of the events, like stadium events, you 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 hear like, oh, okay, you know, you just there's all an almost immediate disappointment if so long as it's just regular ass CrossFit. You yeah. know, it could be anything in the world until they announce it, and they're like, well, first at the first station, you're gonna do power cleans and then box jumps, and then you're gonna do some pull-ups. You're like, oh right, yeah, that's what this. The whole thing's gonna be this, huh? Yeah. Oh that's, yeah. That's I, I somehow I forget about that every year. <laughs> I remember. Uh, I've I've generally that reaction has happened to me literally every year at the CrossFit Games yeah, since yeah. 2010. Uh, well, maybe not at 2010. Since like 2011 or 12, when I really yeah. started paying attention, and um, I remember it. The the highest level at which I was infuriated, I was like, this is fake. There's no way this is real. They're doing this to like confuse people was when they announced that there would be a softball throw. Mm. I was like, well, this is definitely like a red herring. 
They're throwing people for a loop here. Someone's going to go practice yeah, yeah. a softball throw. They're going to show up and be like, surprise, motherfucker, we're doing real things. Yeah. And people around me were like, what do you mean? Softball throw is so cool. It's cool to see people throw it. And it's like, well, there's a thousand things that it sh- there's a thousand reasons why that's a bad thing to test at mm-hmm. the CrossFit Games. But other than it's just really boring, there's like other reasons, right? It's like, oh, fucking Americans are going to be way better than Europeans. Mm-hmm. Like, what? why not to fucking kicking a soccer ball if that's yeah. what you're going to do? Or why not even make it more specific, like uh, passing a rugby ball? Mm-hmm. You have to pass a rugby ball as far as possible. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, there's a lot of stupid shit involved. So, like, that was my peak level of, of I'm really upset. Mm-hmm. I think that was 2011, mm-hmm. maybe 12. I don't remember. But it this same fucking thing happened to me last year mm-hmm. when they announced 17.5 plus plus. Mm-hmm. I was like, what the fuck? Like, you have 80 of the best CrossFitters in the world, mm-hmm. 80 of the fittest human beings that have ever lived. You're putting them in a room mm-hmm. with 10,000 screaming people, mm-hmm. and you're going to ask them to do 10 rounds of thrusters and double unders yep. is like what you're going to entertain us with mm-hmm. and test them with at the same time. Are you fucking kidding me? Like that was the one low point from last year's yeah. program. I was like, I can't believe that this was a point of pride. Like this was something that they're really fucking pumped on. Yeah. And if his book is any indication, we're going to get to see it again, but with different weight. Oh, yeah. yeah, the actual yeah. correct weight. It's mm-hmm. just it's just really that's just a really boring like, listen, anything can turn into an interesting uh, uh, spectators experience if it's a race. Yep. Right. Hey, well, and well, that's here, how they did here, it. Here's but, the problem is I think that many of the arena events are the events which should be done in a field somewhere on Wednesday morning, whereas like the obstacle course should be built onto the arena floor and mm-hmm. they should do the obstacle course there. That's exciting for folks to watch. Mm-hmm. Whereas now it's like in a field somewhere. Yeah, it know? looks like the obstacle course looks like it's in the middle of a park, not even yeah. on the actual campus. Mm-hmm. So who knows where it is or what they're going to do or when yeah. they're going to do it. Uh, here's the thing is I liked at least when workouts were announced that, you know, there's an in, there's like there's a poetry sometimes to creating workouts that are, seem familiar and yet there's some significant difference that throws you for a loop. Like when Amanda was first announced, it was really cool because this is like this is like a crazy super Fran workout where it's like it's like Fran, but it's uh, but it's uh, these squat snatches at 135 and uh, and uh, muscle, muscle ups at the same time, and it was like so it's like it's something familiar but amped up to this degree, and it makes me think like wow. This is what the games was about. Or, like, it might have been the same year. The closing event is, like, we're going to have a bunch of these workouts. Uh, Yeah, this is the one that ended with the big rope climbs at the end. You know, uh, but we're going to go, like, back to back to back for the first time. And it was, like, the idea that we're going to do, like, three workouts in a row separately scored on the floor was, like, this new variation on this thing. And I feel like cool variations on familiar ideas where the variation is like taking it to the extreme so taking something that is familiar that we've seen before but adding some new element or amping it up in some big way kind of gives you uh, like some juice but we're in there but it's when it's like all right we're gonna do 75 back extensions on the ghd and then we're gonna do whatever i'm just sort of like Eh, you know, or even like, I mean, just other creative shit that they would throw at the games. Like, okay, we're going to do this dead thing. There's a bunch of deadlifts, but the deadlifts are all going to be with just 25 pounds right, steel like plates. Deficit. So it's a deficit deadlift. I'm like, that's cool. It's visually interesting. It's, it's, it's like just those little tweaks that get you excited about a workout because it says, you know, that thing that you do or that thing you've seen before, here's a more extreme version of it. And I felt like that creativity was more present, you know, back 2010, 2000 then, than it is now-ish. Though. There were some good workouts yeah, last I year. I still say, yeah, 2010 games are my favorite, really, mm. in terms of the arrangement of events and how they just played. Yeah, double double Pyramid Helen yes. immediately mm-hmm. into perfect. overhead. See, yeah, perfect exactly. example. Double like Pyramid saying. Helen is an exa- exact example. Yes. And then they went directly into shoulder to overhead max uh-huh. yep. which is uh, incredible it's yep. fucking genius yep mm-hmm. yep and, and that's the uh, the thrilling conclusion there on the floor with the triple events there unannounced still the most entertaining finals the crossfit mm-hmm. games there's ever been yep it's it was a delight to watch every every new heat of people yep. be surprised by the workouts yep, yep. yeah good. there's there's uh th- there's something to be said like i thought i thought the finale um this year or t- in 2017, I thought the finale was was fun to watch, but mainly because of the 
fact that it ended with those lunges. It ended mm-hmm. with a race that you could t- tell people were on the verge of failing and they're pushing through the entire time. Mm-hmm. But that combination of deadlifts and handstand push-ups and the fact that it's, again, parallel handstand push-ups. Mm-hmm. We've seen parallel handstand push-ups on the last event of the last day like four times. Mm-hmm. So it, sometimes it feels like Dave Castro's mindset lends itself to certain things. He's like, oh, well, parallel handstand push-ups and pegboards, those are final day things. You should be able to do that on the fifth day mm-hmm. or the fourth day. Like, Very rarely has he been like, you need to be able to do that on day two mm-hmm. because there's never been that ask. It's yeah. always just been like, all right, so the first couple days, you've got to be good for maybe some heavy lifting, mm-hmm. definitely some endurance stuff, maybe something uh, agility-based, or maybe something wacky and unknown like a bike or a cyclocross. Mm-hmm. But generally speaking, you don't really need to be like lit up and ready for, you know, strongman shit or mm-hmm. handstand pushups or heavy cleans or like, you know, I mean, none of that really ever happens. Yeah, yeah. So he has like this cadence with how he programs things. And just yep. the idea that like, oh, you can look at the program and be like, well, you just have to be ready for parallel handstand pushups on the last day. If you're not ready for that, you're kind of fucked. Yeah, then, yeah. oh, okay, dead giveaway. Now we just get ready for parallel handstand pushups on the last day every year. Mm-hmm. So that's what I mean. Like, man, I, I really hope that this year he was able to just kind of throw the playbook out a little bit and mm-hmm. actually really go a little wild because the only reason why the games look the way they are is because he wants them to look that way. Mm-hmm. They could look a multitude of different ways. The games could be very fucking different mm-hmm. at like a you know snap of a finger mm-hmm. and the games could be completely different they could be upside down you know they could they could it, it it it's it's now become this thing that this is the variation that we expect these are the rules within which we play these games but mm-hmm. man like i i hope that someone was able to look and see and be like hey man let's throw you like you use this rule that you don't even understand let's throw that shit out mm-hmm. so yep. i don't know we'll fucking find out next week we sure will armin that's what really matters here, and um, I don't know if are we. I don't know if we're gonna do an episode next week. We might. We might. Yeah, I'm trying to think. We might we'll attempt one maybe, but we can. We can. Yeah, we can do one early in the mm-hmm. week and have it have it ready to go. Mm-hmm. Um, but we uh, we definitely are gonna do the recap, the, yes. the post games recap. I'm curious. Uh, Chase is gonna be there with his work, his mm-hmm. new job, oh, yes. corporate oh. chill. Mm-hmm. How's that? How's that gonna? You're gonna like be really available to like hang out or i don't know i don't know yet i hope so you can have a booth just just hawking hawking c4 people uh i won't be at the booth if if that's the case Uh, just say hi to the people at the booth at least i'm I'm not i'm not gonna talk to i'm gonna tell you exactly what's gonna be happening Chase is going to be hanging out with Matt Fraser <laughs> and, and Tim Paulson the entire time. Oh, those C4 athletes? Oh, and uh, Brooke Wells. Ooh. Uh-huh. He's just going to be hanging out with like the hot shit CrossFit Games athletes. And I'm going to be like, Chase, hey, hey, Chase. Chase, Chase it's, your, it's your old buddy. It's your old buddy, Albert, <laughs> Chase. Hey, he's going to be like, hey, do, you, do you know that guy? <laughs> Chase, Chase is going to be like, oh. And then Brooke Wells is going to see me and look at him. He's going to be like, Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, that Armin guy's an asshole. He never should have posted that gif about you failing your, <laughs> your muscle-ups. <laughs> She's like, do you, Ch- Brooke leans over and is like, Chase, do you know that guy? He's like, no, fuck that guy. I don't know that guy. He's a dick. I've only seen him on the internet. He's a, he's a jackass. Yeah. She's like, oh, okay, cool. Let's hug. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> that's exactly how it goes. As soon as her back turns, uh, like Chase look wist- looks wistfully at you, like as if like I'm seeing sorry. an old like another life. I'm so sorry. <laughs> yeah, it's maybe maybe that's exactly what's gonna happen. It's fucked up. Yeah. It's okay. I'll use I'll I'll use my other friends to say hi to my friends. <laughs> no big deal, Chase. I'll use my other friends to say hi. That's to my right. Friends. That's right. Makes I sense. Have, yeah. I have other friends for other friends. Uh, anyway, I didn't get to watch any movies this weekend, guys. I'm sorry. No, I don't insane. even know what's out. Uh, I've been, I've, I feel like I've been, uh, stuck inside this house and also traveling yeah. a lot at the same time. Mm-hmm. It's a very strange feeling. No big wide releases, but, uh, eighth grade is fun and worth seeing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I really do like, uh, what's his name? Bo Burnham. Bo Burnham. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Like I think, he, I think he's like, uh, he's like genius level. Yeah. I agree. I agree. Given that he's now moved into an entirely new medium, more difficult than the other mediums he's been working in, and did very, very well at that too. 
Uh, yes. <laughs> Plus, I've watched his Kanye bit from his uh, stand-up special probably like like at least five times. <laughs> it's it is that is uh, that is one of my favorite things about him. That that entire that entire special is fantastic. Yep. Make happy, but the last fifteen minutes of it is yep. absolutely incredible. Yep. 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 Cool. Yeah, uh, haven't no. seen it. Yeah. You should. You should. You'd like it, Chase. You'd I think like you'd really like it. Yeah, eighth grade, heavier than I thought it was going to be, though. Oh yeah, that's, that's for sure. I was expecting plenty of heaviness. You know, and I kind of got that vibe from the trailer. Mm. Uh, other movie news: uh, James Gunn getting fired mm-hmm. from Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh yeah, we could dive oh, that's into right. that. Fucking oh, James boy. Gunn. Mm-hmm. So um, we're doing this now, huh? We're just. Uh, oh yeah. We're just going. We're like we're just holding everyone responsible for anything they've ever said at any yeah. point. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah! Oh no! So this, this is the, this is the extra special fun part about this is that you know you, you know the origin of how this all came about. I do not. Okay, so uh, was it Mike Cernovich? Mm-hmm. That was the guy's name. He's an alt right piece of shit. Uh, PizzaGate guy. Mm-hmm. Oh good. Uh, so he's the guy who popularized the whole PizzaGate thing. That like you know do you, you know about this? Oh, okay. I'm very okay, well okay, aware of cool. PizzaGate. Uh, yeah. So he has like made a habit. Of like going after people like say James Gunn or now mm. Pat Oswalt mm-hmm. now uh, basically literally everyone any comedian that or public figure who talks shit about Donald Trump on uh, Twitter is now like in the crosshairs of these people who are essentially weaponizing the clueless PR people at places like Disney, where it's like the thing you know it's the thing where it's like uh, they will bombard. Like Disney and other, you know, uh, corporations or whatever that are like, oh, God, we don't need another scandal uh, with all of this stuff. You know, know, all of James Gunn's tweets, all of the tweets from whoever else or whatever. And they will uh, try to get them fired, which uh, they succeeded here. Uh, Mm. That's a real that's a real shame. It's Um, a real fucking bummer. Yeah. Well, the big the big thing that's a bummer about the thing is that it's it sets a weird precedent of, uh, you know, not saying offensive things, not if you currently hold some sensitive position, but never saying anything offensive because in the future, who knows, even if 10 years from now, you know, things go well for you and you're in some sort of good position that could potentially be compromised by off-color jokes or something like that. Um, you know, those things can come back and uh, get you fired from something. So it's not because, again, the the big and interesting thing about it is that James Gunn didn't tweet something offensive while he worked at Disney because an argument could be made. I don't think a good argument, but at least you would see where it was coming from if he had been hired by Disney and then continued making offensive tweets or said something that was particularly offensive once he had already secured and you'd like, hey, man, you work for Disney now. You got to like contain that shit. But he works for Di- Disney directing the Guardians of the Galaxy movies and then they pulled something from like 10 years ago yeah. when he, you know, prior to all of this. But it's also been hilarious. Uh, it has been interesting and hilarious to see uh, some of the weird hypocrisy, mostly coming from a lot of my friends who are, you know, uh, you know, very kind of lefty liberal types and sort of toe that line uh, of sort of like now, now, now all of a sudden people being ousted from their jobs is a problem well, exactly. because yeah. someone on, because, because basically alt-right trolls realize like, oh, it's weird, you know, you can mobilize like a bunch of completely uh, completely manufactured hysteria and manufactured outrage to oust people from their jobs but of course all of that was done up and up until this one up until this one every single other person who's been uh, who's been uh, kind of ousted from their job or their show or whatever was completely justified and totally fine but this one because it happened to have because basically now that they have put that out into the world and it's coming back to bite people who they like you know all of a sudden now it's it's a problem for the first time and so Basically, when people put bad shit into the world uh, and it comes around to 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 bite them, uh, it's it's weird and it's poetic and it just shows that we're all just kind of spiraling down into a weird shithole world now. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Dan Harmon deleted his Twitter. Yes, well, and like one well, mm-hmm. same like so same fucking trolls going after Dan Harmon and whatnot. Like, and that's the thing. It's like I I, I get where you're coming from, Kyle, on that. Mm. I but I do think it's a very Context is fucking key in all of these. Like, yeah. like when you, all right, say you compare it to say, I don't know, fucking Roseanne or something, right? Mm-hmm. Like who is a person actively right now being shitty and racist and under the pay of Disney or whatever. It's yeah. like, all right, yeah, you were doing that. You were causing a problem right now, whatever. When you hire the guy from fucking Troma 
and then like you know dig up shit from like 10 years ago in a very calculated and shitty like you know campaign to get rid of someone who's saying shit you don't like there, there, there's difference the, the, the context is key sources are key as well like, i just i'm oh. i feel like um not to not to cut you off cliff but the what i was what i wanted to say was this idea of every single person every boy that i grew up with had dead baby jokes yes. mm-hmm. right every ev- and i feel like just an it just an impromptu poll just yep. raise your hand if you uh, ever had a dead baby joke oh yeah Right, so yeah. uh, the Chase, put your hand. It's down. okay. It's okay, Chase. Up. You don't have to keep waving your hand in our face <laughs> like that. We get it. I just um, had if, a lot of them. If we were, if we were, and, and you know, that's that is about as tasteless and not funny and ridiculous and over oh, yeah. the line as you can get. But you know, we were kids, and it was twenty twenty five years ago. Yeah, yeah. So this was last week. <laughs> so I don't know what you're talking about. Twenty five years. So, yeah, yeah. My my point is my point is how do what's you the difference between uh, a tr- <laughs> what's the difference between a truck full of dead babies and a truck full of bowling balls? You can't unload the bowling balls with a pitchfork. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go, guys. That's the point. My point is it doesn't it doesn't fucking matter, right? My point is that that you can dig up shitty things in anybody's past. And you can make make that a big deal, mm. or you can be like, I feel maybe an adult about something, and you should be like, Wow, man, that was pretty fucked up. Yep, you don't actually well, you don't and, actually and, touch and, children, yeah. do you? Just, no, just, cool. To me, to me, the the more relevant the more relevant issue is not the that isn't the kind of more timely issue is not necessarily just the fact that yeah everyone says bad stuff and if you were held accountable for anything you say out of context like obviously you know uh stuff that you said when you were younger everyone says to their friends things that are outrageous based upon the fact that you know the 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 joke in saying an outrage in saying something that's outrageous or offensive to your friend or if you've established that kind of rapport with your audience is that there's an assumption that the audience knows the contents of your heart and recognizes the gap between what you actually believe and the thing you're saying and that within that gap lies humor we all know how that mechanism works we all know that what we're what i'm interested in is the fact that because these tools because uh things like twitter and you know even facebook and all these things are so 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 new we're still learning to contend with the fact that there is now a way to sort of to to collectively hack the minds of 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 a population to pretend to manufacture an outrage that isn't actually there. Right. So if Scarlett Johansson gets cast in a movie playing a transgender character or whatever the thing is, no one is actually upset about that. Right. But we can collectively we we can use the tools that are that are available at our disposal in this me- in this medium that we don't quite understand to create the impression of artificial outrage, and it benefits a few people. It benefits the few people who are in the who are basically in the place of manufacturing that outrage, and a lot of that has been kind of one directional up to this point. And now it's kind of it's like now some other people with other agendas are realizing that they can also access these tools. And it's like what's interesting is we just don't yet have the tools available at our disposal to even be able to like I'm having to go on at length to describe this mechanism. Because we just don't have the vocabulary for it yet. And that vocabulary needs to emerge. We need to understand how to contend with these things. Because right now, we're talking about people are outraged because of, at Scarlett Johansson. Or people are outraged at James Gunn. There are no people who right. are outraged. Are they actually outraged? Yes, there's just no. thousands of tweets. Well, this is, well not, this is not new. I mean, if you remember, two, 2015 was officially declared, I think it was Newsweek or something, the year of outrage. And there was a great article. Look it up, folks where uh, 2015, the year of outrage, where it went through 365 outrages, one for every day of that year, where everyone was outraged mm. by something yeah. for a year. So this isn't new, really. This has just been a reign of terror that's been going on pretty continuously for the last several years here. Yeah. I guess the point at which, I guess the, 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 the turning point here, I guess, is finally some of the people who are generally of the crowd of the outraged who they like are now falling victims now falling to the victim same victim mechanisms of outrage. Right. So now so they're finally getting slightly outraged. Yeah. 
Like, all right, mm-hmm. so I think here's, here's what like, I get what you're saying. I understand like where you guys are coming from or whatever. But like what I was getting at before with like the idea of like context and source being key here is like I think the Scarlett Johansson thing is a fucking bad example, dude. Mm. Like because there like there are real reasons to and not, this is a completely different argument that we're not gonna get into on this podcast, but like there are reasons to cast trans actors in trans roles. That's a real thing. However, this shit, the James Gunn shit, once again, is exactly what you're talking about, manufactured outrage, a thing that, like, no one is, like, literally in this case, no one is actually outraged. It is Disney being scared of, oh my God, what if outrage happened? I don't know, Ted Cruz seemed very upset. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, but, but and that's actually that, and also like a byproduct of the way these fucking trolls work as well is like the, the fact that they literally bombard every account they possibly can of anyone in any position of any kind of power. No, I'm 100 percent with you. Until someone like like Ted Cruz retweets them and says, "Yes, you the, are the trolls continue to bombard until Scarlett Johansson backs away from the movie, and then the entire project that gets canceled." Have been canceled. I mean, in the first place. Sure. can we? Can we all agree that that's just we're all super thankful we don't have to sit through another shitty Scarlett Johansson movie or oh yeah <laughs> it's like thank God for yes. small favors right am I right yes. I'm right uh, uh, <clears throat> I don't know what the answer is no one knows what the fucking answer is except for me maybe the answer uh-huh. is something like chill man no <laughs> <laughs> no all right fair enough let's wrap let's wrap it up I think I think we're good I think we're good here. All right, uh, at Mr. Kyle Bogart on the most sensual Instagram account on the internet. At Cliff Bogart on a sadly no longer all beef <laughs> Instagram. Yeah, we didn't even get into that. Yeah, we didn't get a chance to talk about that. Mm-hmm. Right, Monday, Ooh, guys. There's nothing to talk about there. Yeah, yeah. we have to talk. We'll, we'll talk about it next episode. We'll <laughs> talk about the the uh, body by beef. No I, actually, I, I like that the pre-CrossFit Games episode is just going to be all not CrossFit. That'll, that'll be, be. That'll be it'll, mm-hmm. it'll all be Cliff's beef stuff. And it'll all whatever. be out of date by then anyway. Yeah. Fair, Fair enough. enough. Fair uh, and I am at a supersonic man on uh, Instagram and Twitter and all those other things. And I'm at a very disappointed at Cliff Instagram <laughs> at Chase504. <laughs> And uh, you can find me at Arm and Hammer TV and also deep within Ryan Johnson's 20,000 deleted tweets. Yes. Uh, thank you very much, everybody, for listening <laughs> to this episode. That, that has no context. So it's, it's okay. Were That's you actually in one of Ryan Johnson's no, tweets at one point? In, I was not in Ryan Johnson's oh. tweets. But he, he de- apparently he's deleted like, oh, right. like 95% of his tweets uh, because of this whole James Gunn oh, thing. Shit. Oh, really? Why didn't they fire Ryan Johnson before The Last Jedi? They Why could have gotten something out of this? Two years Thank earlier. You. God damn it. Thank Just you. miss Mike, the time. Mike Cernovich, are you out there? Get on this. <laughs> uh, yeah, you can find Oh, shit. Can Arm you stop the whole new trilogy? Oh, and man. That'd be awesome. Uh, you can find the show at San Podcast uh, on Instagram where we post almost never so it's a great it's a great thing to to uh to check out thank you very uh, much everybody for for listening and we'll catch you next week later later later